Yo, this is Ace. This is D. And we're back at the kickback. Uh, you know, we got a special guest here, one of my dearest friends, Keegan. What's good, bro? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? <clears throat> hey, Pleasure to have pleasure you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks yeah, for yeah, yeah. We, joining. We're quarantining right now. Yeah, same, man. Same. <laughs> How you, uh, what you been doing to keep busy? Staying at home and shit. Um, well, actually, I'm getting back into, like, gaming, hardcore. Um, I actually got a PC build I'm in the middle of doing. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. Nice. Um, other than that, I mean, just working, um, you know, working on my startup business, Spark, here, which we'll go into a little later. But, yeah, I mean, that's been keeping me busy. Um, but, yeah, how about you guys? <clears throat> That was Star you, Avery. Oh, um, I'm still working, you know. Uh, I've been, I've been keeping busy too. Trying to, uh, I bought like a, uh, like a uh, server to like uh, practice like IT stuff. So I've been messing around with that, and That's then what's up. still doing like uh, photography and whatnot. Um, I started playing 2K again for like. A week and a half, and I kind of slowed down. Big but, sales in the chat. Yeah, it, it should, it, <laughs> yeah, for real. It should get too toxic. Though. Yeah, it is. Uh, Two kids definitely. Uh, fucking definitely ruins the relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I was supposed to be practicing uh, Street Fighter. I'm just, Dita sent me some other stuff to practice, so I'll probably start doing that again because I spent some money on that. But oh uh, yeah, it's perfect time for it. I need a fight stick, actually. Uh, remind me after this. I'll I'll link you. There's some ones that are on sale. Um, so I got you with that. Um, All right, bet, bet, bet. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so when it was slowing down at work, it starts to kick up all the time. So I was kind of getting yapped by work as far as uh how busy i am and then like i've just been so like into go to work mode and then i got wrapped up in destiny 2 again because i started playing that game after not playing it since the first year it came out and that's pretty much been like my routine for like the past couple of weeks so that's kind of how i kept sane quote unquote uh and then i also finally got around to watching breaking bad um that show is actually yeah so like i like i watch it and i was like i get it like i understand why everybody thinks this is like the greatest show ever do i think it's the greatest show or probably not but like i get it i can't get into ozark though like i i keep trying and it's uh i don't know like diet breaking bad (laughs) i don't know i never seen i never seen breaking bad so but i ozark i don't know man that the way like i don't know i don't know how the main character marty he just keeps his cool like a cool head and like people coming to kill him and shit is is crazy i i i, I guess breaking bad something like that too but i don't know maybe i'll check it yeah. out since i got time yeah so they're definitely on netflix just like take your time with it because we're going to be in quarantine forever me i 
once we started sitting in quarantine, I pretty much, like, as soon as I got up and I signed in for the day, I just turned on Breaking Bad, and I watched it for, like, a week and got through the whole thing, and uh, kind of regret going through it so fast. But uh, there's you definitely, the whole like, thing in a week? Yeah, give or take. Oh, it was, geez. like, yeah. So, I mean, because, like, we just kind of in the house, and there really ain't nothing to do, so I was just, like, I just had it on, and I was watching it kind of, like, in passing. Doing are you guys stuff. both working yeah. from home right now okay. yeah yeah That's so yeah, yeah i'm at I'm, i've been at the crib i gotta go in sometimes but um mostly been at the crib i haven't been in the office uh for like a month now so yeah i still go in like one day a week or so but it's just for like an hour just maintenance and service yeah, I'm one of the um, I was just assistant like... managers at Sprint up down here in Jacksonville, and fortunately they were fully open still, so I've been having to go. But um, they took really good measures as far as looking out for us and, and the customers from like a safety standpoint. So we only allow like one customer in at a time, and everyone has gloves and masks and abundance of Lysol. So um, we've been hanging in there, but definitely would enjoy working from home a little more right now i'd probably say <laughs> yeah florida uh, florida is supposed to be like lifting some of this stuff yeah though. tomorrow um may 1st i think it's a little too soon for that i mean if you look at the yeah. charts like we haven't even peaked yet so we're still increasing in cases every day so um luckily though the testing capacity has gone up so like in Jacksonville, um, when it first started out, our testing capacity was like 150 a day, and that's it went up to like 400 as of a couple weeks ago, and I don't know what it is now, but I'm sure it's increased a little more since then. Mm. <clears throat> it's fucking wild. I mean, yeah. Nobody, you know, nobody knows when like there's gonna be like a vaccine or whenever it's gonna end. So. Yeah. Yeah, they did say that they had. Not to get super off topic, because I do want to talk about Spark, but just kind of like putting the last thoughts on this. They do have like a working, uh, quote unquote, like remedy, I guess. I forgot what the guy's name was, but he did a press conference. And it, and it came from like one of the, the lead medical professionals that works for the White House or whatever. They said that they do have a vaccine that, that does work to... It's not like 100%, but they said it's like 96%. Now, once they have that, once it goes through all of the legal proceedings and all of the like the back-end stuff, it'll probably take a year or so for us to get it from how I understand how it works. But to my understanding, they do have like some type of working solution for it. But I still think that this COVID situation is, is still going to impact our lives probably for the rest of the year and maybe until a little next year. But it might be like eased up between now and next year. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, mm. yeah, I hope so. But yeah, man. So, I I, I get I get uh, asked about Spark. I'm like, yeah, like what what Spark? And I know how to. I mean, I know what it is, and I can explain it. But the, I think the man himself, the one that started it, should explain it because I think people see the you know, the clothes, and then they might associate it with something else, but I try to tell them it's something bigger. So yeah, so um, 
essentially at the core it's like a uh, on-demand like tech service so um we arrive on site you know and in the beginning it started as like all-around tech service so anything from like mobile devices to you know smart homes and tv mounting kind of like um if you combined best like best buys geek squad into like the uber like shared economy system um you know, that's, that was kind of like the core of it, but moving forward, um, to kind of help build that brand identity a little more and, uh, make it more like, you know, kind of easier to follow. I'm going to be focused on just the smart home, um, and like home automation moving forward. Um, especially with the COVID-19 situation, it's, you know, put a barrier up as far as people coming to do in-home services. Um, so we're trying to, transition um based off the the status of this pandemic but um i'm really excited about you know moving forward um we're going to be offering like virtual tours for properties as far as like real estate and things like that which i'm excited about so um but yeah i mean in the bigger bigger picture of things uh spark stands for solar powered active radiant communication um i came up with that in 2016 actually when I was away on a study abroad trip in Amsterdam. Um, it's kind of funny, like I was uh, at one of these coffee shops and you had to get on, in order to get on their Wi-Fi, you had to sign into uh, your Facebook and then like their Facebook page. And I was like sitting outside and I was looking at the sun while, while I did it and I don't know, just like kind of saw the spark, quote unquote. But um, long term, I guess, you know, the, the <laughs> the easiest way to explain it is like if you took um like tesla's efforts to make energy like more renewable and combine them with like how efficient um and common knowledge like apple's made technology for people um you know for example like my 80 80 year old granddad has an iphone and he is a financial advisor and, and pretty much runs his whole business from his iphone which is like insane because he's he lived through all the time of like not having internet at all to basically running his business off his phone um and then as far as like the content i've always been a huge fan of disney so in the modern era um content especially video content has been it's super super valuable for brands so i've been using that to try to communicate like with my audience and avery he's helped us out a lot with you know producing video content but I mean, not to go down the rabbit hole too deeply, but yeah, I mean, that's the core of it. It's going to be a mobile on-site tech service. Um, so anything smart home related or anything like that, we're definitely who you need to be reaching out to. <clears throat> yeah, and I, whenever Avery had actually brought the idea or like explained the idea to me, I thought it was like the sickest thing because um, as it becomes like necessary to be able to have certain technological solutions. Like you would think, especially probably between the three of us, because we all have like IT or IT adjacent backgrounds, right? As far as what we do in our day to day, there's so many people that have like the same, like a, a very basic to us, I guess, issue. And like, they just would rather just have that service taken care of by somebody else. And being able to kind of provide uh, like a modern solution for that 
I think is really dope. And it's like a modular thing too. So like, as you said, you move to like the home security uh, like solution for now, but you've also set the base that you guys can pretty much do anything that's technological base. And that I think makes it even better. It's kind of like Spark could just be synonymous with tech solutions, kind of like how, oh, you don't know an answer, you just Google or YouTube yeah, exactly. it. You know, so it, 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 I think it's going to end up getting to that level. So I'm, I'm really excited it, to kind of see um, what happens. Yeah, yeah that's like, because sure. um, I, I have a lot of friends who are in like digital marketing and things like that. And um, I work with them a lot as far as like, I think that's my, my next like major step is to, you know, actually, I've, I think I've spent a lot of time developing like a good product and now it's just time to put it more in the face of of the people um and when i started out i didn't want to like you know come out like selling you know this selling to people necessarily so um i started with my brother just making kind of like uh current event tech videos and things like that to show like the diversity the you know how diversified we are as far as our knowledge for tech but um in, in the beginning, it was something that was going to be targeted for more like the baby boomers or like Generation X, so like your parents or your your parents' parents or something like that. But what I've noticed is like even millennials um, would rather kind of have somebody, pay, you know, pay somebody who's like an expert in that specific um, topic versus like doing it themselves. So I've actually installed like whole smart home systems for one of my friends who's um, – a teacher at Bethune Cookman, but just graduated from UCF, who's you know 24, 25 years old. So um, that's been exciting seeing like you know the range, like the spe- the spectrum was a lot broader than than what I originally saw. So, but yeah, I appreciate it, man. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to spend a little more time on the, on I think the brand identity part is is really really um, important, especially in the early stages. Um, and that's why I want to f- kind of single it down to more just like home automation, because with being like all around tech, you know, all the time, it's kind of presented like a somewhat of a cluttered product in a way. So that's what I'm working on right now is, just, right. you know, building that brand identity is being like you said, you know, the first people that we th- that they think of when they need like a tech solution versus like googling you know cell phone repair shops or whatever and just picking one of those shops so been spending yeah or yeah exactly yeah yeah i was gonna say um yeah i think it's smart that you uh you know at least try to specialize in like one area Mm -hmm. first so like you're like really really good at then uh, then yeah. Once that gets down, then people trust you like in other areas and other areas that I teach too. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was actually talking with one of our good friends, uh, Avery uh, Jordy, and um, when you do that, it's also easier to like kind of train people, um, in one specific thing versus like all the all-around tech service. So as far as creating like a blueprint and like a, a repeatable business model, I think I'm gonna find more success with just kind of singling it down to more of the smart home and home automation. Um, and then obviously with like COVID-19 and just, you know, virtual tours for like real estate agents and offices or property management is like one of the most sought after service right now. 
um, because they obviously still need to lease those spaces and fill those spaces, but you know, they can't really offer in, in person tours right now. So I looked at that as an opportunity to kind of pivot and still provide value during during this time. And it's kinda of crazy. Uh not to cut you off. No, you good, you good. But I was gonna say you you'd be surprised at how many like commonplace solutions that we would probably be thinking of that a lot of bigger companies have no means to be able to provide. So like for example, uh there are still banks that do paper applications in twenty twenty yeah. or they don't have a solution to be able to email like image all of the like I guess bank statements and be able to send those out because I've ran into some of those in the past and I was like wow this is like a huge issue but <clears throat> it kind of goes to like what we were talking about earlier it's just that not not only just like previous generations but even some people now it's like sometimes like they've just gotten into a habit of oh I can always just go face to face and be able to do this but I think um, one of the things that came out of kind of this the pandemic that we're in right now is that everybody needs to actually have a plan b like i think that because nothing is like super crazy happened which is a good thing hasn't happened in a while we haven't really had to kind of execute that uh like those business continuity plans or all this other stuff that is supposed to be well thought out um but now everybody's like okay we need to be able to have some type of digital solution for uh, being able to assist our customers when we can't get to them or like we you're talking about and kind of what I'm going through now is if somebody needs to move but I can't go to the location I want to still do virtual tours and stuff like that's a huge huge thing and I think that once people start executing that they're going to be like oh we need this because now everybody expects it now it's now it's expected of this service to be yeah, able to do that yeah it kind of becomes so. the, the norm um, but no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, we definitely haven't seen anything like as disruptive as this pandemic um, in a very long time. Like even I don't think like the 2008 recession is something that you can even like long term compare it to. Um, so yeah. it's been crazy. But I was going to say for like the uh, virtual tour thing is when you mentioned that because um, I was supposed to be for you know military people they they move around around like every so often and i was sponsoring somebody to come to uh dc like in june and basically he had to push his date back because of the because of the coronavirus because like nobody's giving tours of like apartments so like imagine if like you were able to give the virtual tour they could still come and then they'd be able to sign the stuff or sign and send whatever. But yeah. They would just like, you know. Yeah, exactly. With like the continuity thing too, you know, like uh, there's probably like a lot of business right now that wish they had their their infrastructure in the cloud so like people can work from home and they can still make money. Like, you know, so. Yeah, man. But I w- also I wanted to ask though, like what's – what's or who i know you said test mentioned tesla before mm-hmm. and uh i'm probably i probably know what you're about to say now but what's your inspirations or who are your inspirations for like you know like your business model or um how you like to, yeah i mean i how, just you know like um i had it written down here like my overall goal is to 
um, kind of expand on like Tesla's efforts of revolution. Like, like I said, long term, you know, at the core, it's solar powered. Is I want basically to be able to power like the Internet of Things and you know those type of conversations through like solar energy. Um, so this is more of just like a stepping stone to you know present you know what what we offer um and i believe a very good step you know to that digital future you know 20 years down the line or whatever is to show people the uh power that they have just in you know not even leaving their house um and having you know that much more control and i i feel like that's the world that we're that we're moving towards um but obviously like with the um the value of creating, you know, digital content nowadays, I definitely get inspired by like, you know, Disney has always been a huge um, inspiration of mine. Apple, of course, just how they were, like I said earlier, able to take, you know, something as complex as the smartphone and, and turn it into, you know, pretty much common knowledge. Um, that That's, that's what I would, that's my overall goal with this is to make like, you know, self-sufficiency basically, um, common knowledge so um i definitely would like to operate in the like blockchain space later on down the road as well and i have a um a project that i was working on a while ago where basically uh presented this idea of being able to exchange um energy through like a, a blockchain so that way houses can benefit from solar energy without actually having to install the system on their home so um that's like the long-term goal is to be able to accomplish things like that but for right now you know we got to work with what we have and um you know i'm very excited about the longevity of what i'll be able to accomplish but um how about like the uh japan trip because you're the one that told us about the uh the electric town mm -hmm. like yeah man um did you bring anything you so know? when i was first thinking about like i said how to start building you know this brand and um what i'd like the brand to be associated with um two important places i knew it was you know important for me to go to is uh, san francisco and japan um because san francisco is obviously like the tech you know capital of our country and then Japan has been like the tech, you know, capital of the world <laughs> forever. So I knew it was important to, to go to those two places and see kind of like how they operate and things of that nature. So um, Japan was like one of the most like inspiring trips I've, I've probably ever been on. Um, I, this might sound crazy. And I think Avery, you can kind of um, agree to this though. Like it was something you won't really be able to experience unless you're there, but Japan feels like the like modern like like in real life version of like Apple's iOS. You know, it's just everything is so fast, clean and efficient. Um everything kind of just falls in line and um yeah. It was really it was really cool to see um see all that in person and you can tell right off the bat like why these big tech companies spend so much time like in R&D in places like Tokyo just from you know, just seeing how efficient and clean that the whole city works um just to see like 145 million people in a city and not have any problems with like trash or pollution or um 
I didn't even see like a traffic jam <laughs> for for having that many people out there, which was which was crazy. You know what's crazy? I didn't even see like a trash can. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> like on the streets. Barely. But, so, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, definitely. It's like, like New York. I mean, like all you what you said. Like if New York was clean, efficient. Yeah. Those kind of things. Um, you know. So like, definitely, like the whole the Akihabara um, section was obviously the where I tried to spend most of my time um, because that's like the electric town of Tokyo. So it's the hub where all like the electronic markets that you see like on on TV, the big 10, 11, 12 story uh, electronic stores and um, the Mecca for like anime as well. So that inspires a lot of like the content eventually that I want to plan on coming out with with Spark. so yeah, I mean, you, you you see people like or companies like Apple are, are providing Apple TV Plus, you know. So it's it's definitely something that's important. Um, so yeah, I just I mean, it was a trip to just do research and get some inspiration, but it definitely changed <laughs> changed my life and probably everyone else's that I was with. <clears throat> I definitely need to go to Japan one of these days. I remember seeing. Uh, both of you guys' just stories, and I was so jealous at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, try to get you to really... come, man." Yeah, one of these one of these days, I want to go off topic, but I do want to go. Hopefully, within the next year, I don't know how that's gonna work now, and I feel like, kind of like after like nine eleven, you know how like traveling in general had changed. I feel like traveling is gonna change once all of this stuff dies down, but. uh Regardless, I definitely want to make that trip sometime in the near future because, uh, I don't know, Japan is a beautiful place. So a lot of a lot of dope stuff going on there. Yeah, man, I got to I got I to gotta run it back. So mm. I got to run it back. Actually, side note, actually, not to get too off track, but I think it's dope that you did get to go to like the arcades and stuff especially before everything that went on because from what i understand now like the pandemic has kind of hurt the arcade scene there a lot and depending on how long this goes on like a lot of those places like might not even be there uh after everything's done so it's like it's like because like the arcade scene in japan kind of talking about like the tech tech uh tech world but even like the arcade scene is like really legendary in japan like worldwide so the fact that that's impacted by this it's like i don't know everything is kind of like flipped on its head with everything one thing that was interesting though well that we found out while we were over there um part of the reason why i feel like that that culture of the arcades is, is so strong still is um i didn't realize this but a lot of those arcade machines are like connected to the internet so these people are like having a multiplayer like online experience but in in that arcade environment which was that was like one of the coolest things i've seen i i didn't realize that worked like that mm-hmm. yeah i know oh good i was gonna say yeah like so i don't know i, I didn't i don't know if it's i think some of them are hooked up like over like like a WAN connection, like to where you can play somebody in the other arcade. But I know definitely, like, if you're like sitting on one side of the one side of the um, 
you know the the arcade arcade aisle and somebody's like on the other like they'll come walk behind you see if you're good or not then they'll go on the mm-hmm. other side you'll start they'll start playing yeah. like it, it's kind of cool how they embrace i mean they've embraced it we it it's pretty like, much fell it's a off whole culture man it's yeah so dope. it pretty much fell off here like you know when people started getting home consoles and then but they still they still have tournament like the in arcade tournaments and stuff's hooked up to the internet so i mean mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully uh, i know the big ones will probably maybe the big arcades like the sega ones will survive i'm not hopefully but i think that uh like kind of like what happened here um even though like generally everybody likes convenience and everybody like that space kind of evolved because um as somebody who's like really into fighting games and that scene particularly has been affected a lot by stuff like this but like once everybody got the consoles and everybody got consoles before the internet was really good right so we kind of had some hurdles to go through with it but then everybody kind of figured out it's like okay everybody goes home they practice on their consoles which is something you couldn't do in the arcade days and then uh people would still hold like gatherings that kind of mimic the same energy not entirely, but they, it mimicked a similar energy to like the arcade where it's like, I don't know, maybe like every week or a month or whatever, you would have the same people who would go and they would compete in these tournaments for whatever game that they were playing. And it's kind of similar to what the arcades were doing. So in my thought, I think that will kind of start being more of the norm. Um, Japan was always really fortunate with having like the arcades and everything is so close. You can just hop on the train and go to the arcade. So you never really need to have consoles. I mean, most people do anyway, but I think that is going to change in Japan. And it'd be interesting to see kind of what some of their takes on something like that would be. Because I know how it is here, but, you know, Japan always does stuff a little differently. Yeah, that what was uh, another thing that was, like, really interesting to me was um, even taking a place like Akihabara, which was, you know, still had a huge population of tourist people wandering around. Uh, something I appreciated over while we were over there was like most of those like hubs were popular like within the Japan culture first and they kind of naturally became like you know quote-unquote tourist attractions because they were so popular within the Japan culture that it attracted people to come like check it out like um, I, I thought that was like really really cool like um, you know, like Times Square versus like Akihabara. Times Square is full of just, you know, there's not a, an actual native like New Yorker that's ever in that area. But in a place like Akihabara, mm-hmm. which had just as many people, you know, walking around, um, a lot of those people were actually like native living Tokyo residents, which was, that was really interesting. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of dope how um, that japan whatever they were doing there has just be kind of like evolved kind of what you're saying before it's evolved to a global scale and i think that a lot of people in different countries have had similar experiences in some ways or they've consumed some type of media or product that kind of brought their attention to the akihabara akihabara uh district Mm -hmm. so um it's it's just really dope that even though like you may not speak the same language as somebody like people from completely different countries can i don't know sit at an arcade cabinet and play street fighter 4 and 
both people have like their own unique stories behind it, but they all relate over this game and and like they don't even speak the same language. Like I don't know. That's kind of like the beauty of technology to mm-hmm. me that it could do stuff like that. And it's it's just so common now, or it's more common now, and I hope that stuff like that continues to happen in the future. Yeah, definitely, definitely on the same page there. I want to mm-hmm. hopefully uh, still get to see that uh, that the Gundam statue move or be mobile. I, I, that's what I want to, even if it's like just on YouTube, I still want to see it. Yeah. But oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was insane. Um, yeah, I was gonna. Sw- I was gonna switch switch topics to a Fortnite thing, but I just wanted to tell y'all that uh, Drake Drake dropping a, a mixtape tonight, and it has Pain nineteen ninety three on there with Cardi. Ah, so. nice, yeah. nice. He got two uh, two. He has two future. Um, he has two future features. A Chris Brown feature. Five year foreign. Might be mm-hmm. alright. It kind of felt like that was getting ready to come because, uh, like, if you're on YouTube and you know how sometimes you get into certain parts of the algorithm, well, they'll just start suggesting you different songs that quote unquote leaked. Uh, yeah. And I think that Drake is like really attentive to how stuff. Like, that's one thing about Drake is like Drake is like the music AI. Like he just kind of like adapts to whatever is like the most optimal way to to kind of be relevant. So, of course, you see like with cardi and uzi how big of an issue that they've had with leaks but it's actually been like a a huge part of their career there's a whole subgenre of like those fan bases that just listen to the leaks and those are like albums multiple albums worth of songs that are on there but i started seeing a bunch of just random drake stuff that has quote-unquote leaked that was really new and you can tell that it's polish and i was like i'm pretty sure that he's just letting these go so that way it kind of promotes um like stuff that he's getting ready to do so i kind of had a feeling that he was getting ready to drop something especially with all of the he was he was very active in multiple ways so it'll be dope to see i i think that this will be I've definitely skipped a couple of Drake's projects, but I think this one, I think I'll be Yeah, it sounds like so. he's going to be back more on... And this is, honestly, my favorite character of Drake is that, like, the mixtape, like, Drake, like, um, um, if you're reading this, it's too late, like, that kind of sound, so... Yeah. Um, I probably will be <laughs> checking it out as well. <clears throat> That's actually one of my favorite Drake projects right there. That one just came out of nowhere, and it was just top to bottom. It was just ridiculous. I was like, yeah, damn, dude. Pro- I just wish your albums were like this. <laughs> Those drag, drag raps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. It looked like he got a... He, I think he plans on getting like a like a billboard spot because he put on the Tusi slide, and he has like war in Chicago freestyle, but... Gonna see, man. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But yeah, man, I just want to talk about this this Fortnite thing. Travis Scott kind of made me mad because I was gonna I was gonna resell the the um the Nerf gun and the and the action figure and it's still on on the site. Like he's doing like he had like six or seven days straight. And he'll like swap some of the stuff out on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, I hope this Nerf gun. I mean. 
I, it probably, I don't know. It, it probably still sell, but I think I'll, I'll say about the the whole like experience. Travis knows how to like cater to, I mean, to his audience and just give like a great like it's a great experience. I didn't actually see like the the whole uh, like the whole performance. Like I saw snippets, but I'm like I did see like people's reactions to it and like kids' reactions to it. And I mean, it, it, I don't know. He he just knows how to like connect with his fans. Like he's probably like one of the best that knows how to connect with his fans, honestly. And that goes a long way for mm-hmm. you know people supporting you and whatnot. So I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts. Um, you can go first, uh, D. Okay. So um, honestly, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. It's the perfect person doing this at the perfect time because everybody's inside. And of course, Travis is probably at his most popular, especially after coming off, off of Astro World. I think that his, I guess we'll call it star power, his star power is at an all time high. Basically, he's like the next gen Kanye in my eyes, that he can't really do anything wrong. And what better way? to get everybody to tune into you than to have a concert in Fortnite. I know Marshmallow did something similar. I think it was I think it was in Fortnite. But it it wasn't um it wasn't as popular, but it was still like really big. And I can see stuff like this like only with like the top tier talent maybe, but like I could see stuff like this becoming like more of a thing because um it's just kind of like a different it's like a different terrain it's like a different experience and the thing that i thought was interesting with travis's concert is if you were in the middle of a match and then his show started it would interrupt your match so like you would be in the middle of like playing a game from how i understand it and then he would just walk through your game and then he would get like i don't know like 20 feet tall and then you would just follow him and then uh they would start like the concert or whatever and it would go on for a while so that's the thing i thought was really sick is even though Travis is known as the live performer, I think a lot of the input that he probably had on the Fortnite experience shows. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's dope. And I think the collab with like Nerf and all this other stuff is, is also a good look for him because pretty much anything he puts his name on is going to sell. So I'm all for it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, um, I'll jump in. So, kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying, like, as far as from, like, exposure standpoint and connection with the fan base standpoint, like, you're right, you know, there's probably not a perf- more perfect person to do it at a, at a more perfect time. Um, and then kind of piggybacking off of the whole marshmallow thing as well, um, he was, like, the first one to do it, like, over a year ago and had, like, over 10 million people like experience um with with the the con the in-game concert so i definitely feel like <clears throat> this is going to be a move moving forward for like the music and gaming industry and i think it also shows like how synonymous the two always will be um and you know with virtual concerts and things like that being becoming more popular through vr um i definitely feel like this is going to be something that we're going to keep seeing um also as far as like on the fortnite side 
Fortnite has been one of those games that's kind of hit its um, peak and, and started to plateau a little bit. So I, I feel like something like this was very important for them as well to kind of regame that steam, um, especially within like the Twitch community. Um, so I guess the only like, and I'm not trying to be too critical here or sound like a hater or anything, but the only the only thing that kind of um, had left like a bad taste in my mouth was, um, I don't know, it just didn't feel like like completely like cohesive, I guess. Um, and I think the reason for that may be just like, you know, promoting, using it as a, uh, I know he's promoting the Travis Scott brand more so than just like the album, but I think if some of the content he was promoting was a little newer, um, I, I think I, I would have appreciated it a little more. And then, um, as far as like, I've, I, Kid Cudi's always been like one of my favorite artists ever. And you can definitely tell, like, it was a huge inspiration for Travis Scott as well. But, um, that was something else that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth was I don't like when like an established like legendary artist like Cuddy feels the need to kind of like change his sound and kind of um I, I can't find like the word for it but basically kind of restructure his sound to sound like Travis so that way he can get to that younger audience um but yeah I mean that was the only thing that kind of was like iffy about it to me but overall I think it was you know a genius marketing tactic I think like I don't know how you like pick this song. I, I I can imagine like Travis is just like maybe that was like the only song he was comfortable with, or maybe they're about to come out with a project, or like he was just excited and he just wanted to put this like put the. I think they're doing an album, is what they were saying, and that's yeah. just a single off of the album. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I thought the song was. It was, uh, Cuddy was, was, like, catering a little little bit too much to Travis, like, the Travis quote-unquote sound, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know, hopefully there's, like, with the whole whatever EP or album they come out with, there's, like, a balance to, you know, what they, with, like, the sound that they try to try to produce so i just i feel like that collaboration is a little i don't know a little a little forced in my in my personal opinion um and i'm not i'm not trying to be like too critical but i feel like even the collaborative project is kind of rushed because um they don't even oh in my opinion i i would i I can't even pick out like a, a one song that they've made together that i like really 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 enjoy um you know, even on like when Cuddy was on Travis's album, what was that? Um, Birds in the Trap. Um, yeah, like mm-hmm. that wasn't even that was that was one of the the. They pretty much just remade it. Yeah, and it it was honestly like there was a lot more tracks on that project that were better than that one. So um, I don't know. I just I feel like that whole collaboration is kind of like the Drake and Future thing. Like it makes it makes sense in all of the exposure and like audience and fan base um you know conversations but for the actual like art or the content itself i don't i don't think it's a good mix in my opinion Hmm. i guess i didn't think about that because like why i guess maybe i'm just in the minority and like i i kind of like when they collab even though i i think it could be better but i guess 
I just because Cuddy kind of even though he has like the Cuddy sound, very ever so often like he'll try to reinvent or experiment with different sounds, and that's just kind of what I've come to ex- expect from him post Man on the Moon. Um, so this kind, I guess, in my head, this makes sense, and I know that. Cuddy is like very aware of his influence. I think he just likes Travis's music. And I I wouldn't be surprised if he does take influence from Travis a little bit. And he probably was just wanting to experiment with this sound because he probably just listens to Travis just like we do. So I guess that's why I I know it kind of seems like it came out of nowhere and I I didn't think of it that way. And I can see what you're coming from on that. Uh, But I, I don't know. I think it makes sense to me especially like and I, i'm imagining that the album or the, the i don't know the tape that they put out will probably have i don't know somewhere between seven and ten songs i'm a pretty sure that all of the songs on that album will kind of go in and out of sounds that they're strong on or they're in their strong suit um but it just makes sense to pick this song for Travis's event because it's a Travis event and it was just kind of like he I mean he didn't really have to preview the song in Fortnite but I think he did it just because he knows that his most of the people who like Travis like Cuddy and that's from any age range so I think it just kind of made sense to announce that they had a project coming out together and this is one of the songs on there so I guess maybe I didn't I didn't think of it that way initially but I can understand how that that thought happens how did they or i guess my question is let's back up would y'all pay for like a live stream concert because like this could have i know fortnite's like free but like they didn't charge like you pretty much got i guess like a quote-unquote concert for free but um like if some if they were doing like a Twitch stream or like Facebook or whatnot, would you pay for a a live concert? Because it looks like there's some artists that are gonna start doing that. With, I don't. Uh, I think Facebook I guess... actually. Okay. Uh, Facebook actually like uh, I think they're partnering. I, I forgot where the link was, but um, I think they're gonna start partnering with artists to like charge for like concerts over the internet Mm, I I guess it would depend right so like hmm. like I guess I would look at it as just like a product of the artist now I'm just used to seeing a lot of concerts that are streamed on like Twitch and stuff anyway but that's only a limited experience because a part of the concert is being there but not everybody can be there so I I, I can understand the demand to, to want to stream stuff. Um, I guess that's kind of hard to say, right? Because we haven't really been put up, like none of the stuff that we've seen as far as concerts have been put behind a paywall already. Like they've never tried to do a Coachella or anything 100% online. But I know, I guess maybe let me, let me add this to it. Let me add this, uh, qualification to it would you guys pay if it went to like a cause to to watch a stream so for example 
like boiler room they had a bunch of djs because they had like i guess like a festival that was planned obviously it can't happen so each of the djs that were you know boiler room affiliated decided that they were just going to stream from their house but they had the option to like contribute for it or like you can pay money for it or whatever i don't know if that makes it any different but would you guys do that um to be uh i i think i think it depends like i think the most important part is that it's definitely going to depend on the artist itself um and how like loyal you know their fan base is so like you know obviously travis could probably do it your drakes could probably do it um beyonce and artists of in that in that kind of a conversation but uh yeah like your yeah S-tier. yeah so um I, I don't know if it's something that's gonna be like necessarily you pay for like access to the stream i think it's gonna be more of like for lack of better words like the you know dlc part of it you know is probably where they're gonna make their money so um correct me if i'm wrong right. but i believe you know they were like had a travis skin and like different like in-game things that you can purchase um where they probably yeah. made like a yeah. lot of a lot of their money back for whatever this event cost them um so i think it's going to be one of those like um more 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 along those lines like i can't see them you know coming out and having you pay for access to a stream but more so you know different things that come from that concert or stream like his merch probably went crazy you know (laughs) right right and i think that's why his merch link went up immediately as that concert started because people are like i see travis i pay for stuff immediately give me something to buy right now instant gratification i think it um I think it would depend on the artist. I think I would actually be more willing to pay for like, uh, like a up and coming artist or band and see them perform and like see like or pay or pay into like somebody big performing. Because if I'm going to see somebody like like a Travis or mm, I don't know, could throw out even like. Beyonce or somebody like big like that I really want to experience like there's like a priceless kind of like experience that you could you can get from that um and then I don't know then also there's like there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong because who's going to be setting up their stuff they just going to be like doing like a podcast and then singing into the mic i don't know no yeah because like i I mean (laughs) the the streaming game has been kind of being mastered for like the past like 10 years plus so like just like kind of how like tv shows and everything have production crews like they have production crews for streams too so like uh the night that astroworld came out travis got on or travis was at Lollapalooza, and Lollapalooza was streamed on twitch and they had a whole production crew. So, like, the Twitch experience of watching Lollapalooza obviously would be very different from being there. And I don't think one will ever replace the other either. But I just think this is, like, another means of artists kind of getting their craft out, which I'm not against, I guess. But I, I also, to your guys' point, I don't think I would pay for 
an artist that I'm not super invested in. But you also don't like buy merch or you wouldn't give attention or time to a bunch of other artists that you're not invested in. So I guess, uh, I don't know, there's like tears to it, <laughs> basically. I think, um, so, if they had like, uh, go ahead, Avery. If they had like the VR thing set up for like concerts, then I would, I might do it. Especially if you could like download it and then like re experience it. Because I think that that would probably be a huge sell of it. Because if you think about it this way, if you go to a concert, you went to the concert, that's it. And you can never have that exact experience. You just kind of have the recollection in your memory. But if you could experience it in VR, even though you're not physically there, being able to essentially put the VR goggles on somebody else and have them have the exact same experience you did is kind of a whole nother aspect of it too well, so well people try to record like the whole concert on their on their iphone and never watch the video again so yeah i don't get why people do that um what yeah so there's there's two things i wanted to touch on um i for one i feel like a lot of this responsibility is probably going to fall more on the platform that um the audience is experiencing uh, or interacting with as far as, you know, experiencing with that artist. So, for example, like, Fortnite is a video game, but it's turned into this huge, like, marketing, you know, mass marketing platform for events like this. Um, also, I think, like, the digital streaming services or platforms, um, like your Spotify and your Apple Music, I think that's something that they can offer um, to provide more value for that subscription fee. Um, and the second thing is what, what do you guys feel about like, um, for, for your, like your Travis's or like your Playboy Cardi's or, um, your little Uzi's and and artists like that, whose music is kind of catered towards their performance and hearing it live and going to their show. Like I, even little Uzi tweeted out right after, um, eternal take came out that it was a it was a performance album that like it was going to sound good riding around to or listening to in your airpods or whatever but to truly like get that you know connection and experience you're going to have to go listen to this album be performed live um so that's the only kind of like drawback i see from it but i wanted to know what you guys think about that that perspective hey so i'll let you take it first I don't think uh, I don't even think it'd be worth like seeing somebody like a Travis Uzi or Cardi or you know somebody of that nature where you know I, I mean I don't know I, it's not like I'm I'm standing in the I, I'm not the one to like kind of like stand in the back of like concert and I'm kind of like into the music so um, and you've seen like all the the crazy like rolling loud or um like the south by southwest stuff or like they've done in the past or you know any of those festivals so like i truly want the experience when i go to that so i probably i don't know if it i mean some a lot of people probably would still pay for it but i mean it wouldn't be me for them then those Mm -hmm. and you know those people in particular and then that like to your other point if if it's on the, uh, I don't even know if like the platform would try to get a piece of the, you know, 
would that drive up the ticket the ticket prices if they're trying to get a piece of like what the artist is doing mm. i uh oh god no no i'm good i'm good my bad um i was gonna say it's, it's funny that we're talking about this now but uh i was watching this show called portlandia and they kind of had a skit that was some similar to it so there's uh kind of like a south by southwest where they would sell in-person tickets and then they would sell which i i actually thought this was a good idea back then but it's kind of funny seeing it now but they would sell digital tickets where you would have to be online at a certain time and it's just streamed live and you if you have like the VR headset you could just watch it or whatever. But um the VR experience is like obviously like very separate from the in person experience. And then the drone was so far back that they couldn't see anything anyway. So they were like, oh the joke was it was like a real concert that you couldn't see shit. <laughs> Because they wanted you to go there and pay the higher price anyway. Because they they wouldn't put the drone in VIP. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't yeah, make it go like really bad. <laughs> but um, not to not to get too too off topic. But as far as like, because I know there's certain artists who, especially now, like where kind of like streaming services are being monopolized monopolized by the labels. Now that the labels understand how that money is made. So they only make their real money off of like touring and stuff or whatever percent on that that they make now. Um, but I, I think that it's going to vary between artists because some artists are going to put more into like their digital presentation. Some people are going to put more into the live presentation. And I think they're just going to be two different like types of artists. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see that because especially with the way that some of these label deals are. Um, and then if people stop going to shows as much, like artists are going to have to get really innovative on in how they make their money because when they sign these really crappy contracts, they're not going to be able to make money off of streams. Like the stream count is never going to make that much of a difference to their pocket. So like if they can create different ways of having people connect to their music and then own that, I think that's going to start being the next, that's going to be the next tier of it. So yeah. I feel like towards like the end of this year and like going into next year, especially because there's not supposedly like all can't like concerts are like canceled through mm-hmm. like next year. So probably see like something, um, I guess more innovative towards like you know going down the line. But when stuff get comes back, I mean gets back open, I wonder if it's going to be like more of a norm to you know sit at your sit in your living room and watch a concert and just pay for it but i don't know we'll see mm-hmm. and you also gotta think about it like this too it's uh so the for the person who couldn't pay because festival festivals are like the, the thing that most people go to is what i would understand like everybody picks like maybe one or two festivals to go to and it's usually a big thing or big in time investment for those who can't afford the plane ticket the festival ticket price or whatever you could still get that dollar from that person if you give them a lesser ticket price for something they can view maybe once or one more time after that which you have to be careful with because people could just rip the video and repost it and sell that but let's say if i don't know i couldn't go to something in the water but i could still buy like a digital 
viewing experience and I can still buy, have access to all the merch and stuff. That's still money that a lot of these companies are going to make. So I think it's something that you'll start to see a lot more often too. Um, but I still think the preferred experience is going to be, um, in person, but I think it, it's, it's really interesting for like smaller labels. Like if it's more of like an indie label or like a, um, like an act that doesn't have a label or doesn't have the means to tour, I think they would be able to put together some really interesting stuff via streaming. And I think that all artists are having to get aware of that. Cause that's why you see everybody, everybody's joined on Twitch now. Everybody's trying to do IG streams, all this other stuff. Everybody's trying to do these little beat battles and all this other stuff because now that they're forced to do this, everybody's like trying to get their hand in and then trying to make their stake in this space that's been here for a while. Yeah. So Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see like um even like Twitch branch out to be so much more diverse than just like video games. Um so that's when you see like something is actually re- really valuable because if it started with just games and then branched out with something so much larger, um, definitely shows like how ahead of their time they were. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny that you brought that up because like from a lot of the the higher ups in Twitch, one of the things that they talked about for like the past couple years is that they wanted to be uh, known as more than a game streaming platform because everybody else was getting on that wave for a while like you saw mixer pop out of nowhere youtube gaming was starting to get a little traction facebook gaming etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're trying to diversify themselves but now like if you look on twitch like today uh they have a whole separate section for music now mm-hmm. and i think it was like the perfect time to roll this out obviously with everything that's going on because all these artists are trying to get on even like the um, just chatting category um is like the the second or third most popular category on twitch right now and i think that category actually has um higher year after year growth than any of the other categories um so that's another example Mm -hmm. that shows that it's definitely branching out to be something bigger than what they intended so kind of Turning the, this would be, I guess, the last question, but I was actually thinking about this. So, because we were talking about the, the Travis experience for Fortnite, do you think that, because I, I know Fortnite will probably try different stuff over, over time, but do you think that any other artist could do something similar? Or do you, maybe not as be like exactly like more or less successful, but just kind of like in the... Um kind of like the same tier do you think that any other artist could pull something like that i was thinking about this uh, as well um one artist that comes to mind and i want to get y'all's um perspective on it would be i think post malone could do it for sure um oh yeah i didn't think probably with more like Mm -hmm. a more more or less like a call of duty title or even like madden where he Mm -hmm. does like a super bowl performance in game or something like crazy like that Actually, they probably need to do that now that I say that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like as far as Fortnite, I, I feel like Travis was the perfect artist, but I definitely feel like, um, like a post Malone could do it for sure. I feel like, uh, I, actually, I think they've had like little, they haven't been, they weren't like concerts, but they just be like, 
um, when when Travis was involved with 2K like a couple years ago, like mm. they would set up like on like a Saturday night or something. They would they would just be like a stage and then they'd be playing like the music or they'll have like a um pretty much like a like an NPC version of of him and he's on the on the stage or whatnot. But I feel like 2K. <laughs> I'll go laugh when I say this, but he's like the most streamed rapper on YouTube. If they put NBA Youngboy in there, <laughs> bro, like this, I don't know why. Like the NBA, the Two K streamers, they be eating up NBA Youngboy, bro. So like, and he, yeah. I think he gets like he has like a really bad deal, but his like streaming is numbers are crazy, but. Uh, I feel like if you give like somebody like a intimate like say if like what if like Jay Z did he already did like two B side concerts but like what if he did mm-hmm. like something like that or like or if somebody like Wiz or you know I think I what think if like live like Little Wayne what if you said what no go ahead go ahead. I was saying, like, what if, like, Lil Wayne, they said, okay, you could pick my set list. And then, or, like, vote for it or something like that. Yeah, then, like... Yeah. Big Sean tried that. Yeah, it like... He, it didn't work. I think he might have been the wrong artist to do it with, but it didn't... They actually had to cancel the he tour. He canceled his tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that because of, like, everything else something. going on? Or no, this... Yeah. Was that something I else? think it... I, the the tour I'm talking about that he like canceled and he canceled it in like the middle of the tour um was like in 2018 or something like that um but, uh, but yeah basically okay. you like so what happened is you go on and buy your ticket and then you vote on what you would like the set list to be and then basically they kind of put it together on like the most voted songs I think that's a cool idea though it's like a more like each performance isn't particularly like let's just run through the motions all right we're done get out like so i i think i like the idea but i think that sometimes you can have a good idea too early and i think that maybe that's what it was i could definitely see something like that working on twitch because you just pop up the poll feature and like an artist can just have people vote on whatever song that they want and then like subs votes counts more so people will start subbing so they can get the song picked yeah that makes sense like the, the only thing I have to say about it, though, is, like, um, and I'm sure Avery can see where I'm coming from, like, for a show like, like, um, the, the Yeezus tour, uh, Kanye's tour back in, uh, what was that, like, 2012 or 2013, um, that's the only problem is, like, um, when you're going through a tour, like, and, you ha- and you're doing the same set list, like, night after night, at, at a certain point, you've kind of, like, perfected that show, um, and I think that would make it a little harder on the artist. Um, because every essentially every show would be different um so i think it's something that's definitely catered more towards the fans but i don't think the artist itself would benefit from it as much as like the fan experience yeah that's true that is true i didn't think about yeah that. it probably has to be a super controlled environment yeah. maybe if they like chose like the field or something like what if mm-hmm. Like Kanye did, uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, like I mean, obviously, of course, everybody would vote like stuff from like his first like few albums, but mm-hmm. in you know, 
something, I don't know, something that, you know, you can cater or you can give like a, just whatever makes a better experience. I would love to see like a, like a, I would do like a, like a Jay-Z one. I mean, I would pay for it. Um, or like, uh, uh, I would pay for it. I would do like a tame, like if tame pot, like if he, like if like if he pulled up and he just did his own like, like if he was like freestyling stuff or whatnot, or like doing like his his B sides of the like he did like currents like the B sides, he did something like that. Like no, no, that would be cool. But mm-hmm. a lot of possibilities though. Yeah, I definitely look looking forward to seeing because I think not only with Travis was doing before this, but I think now I think people have to really put because now you got to get people out of the house, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be what you think too. It's gonna be a huge boom because everybody just wants to get out, or people are gonna be kind of hesitant to get out, so they won't like pour out immediately. But <clears throat> I think that people are going to be putting a lot more thought into like the the quote unquote user experience or the fan experience of their shows. So I, I hope that, however they do it, it comes out in like a really dope, dope way, and it starts to kind of reinvent how like some of the live shows are done, just in general, whether it be online or in, in person. I think it might be so. a little more successful in like in like a, a run. Like it's maybe four, four to six t- city run, versus like a whole mm-hmm. like nationwide tour. Because um, for one, you'd be able to shrink the, the the amount of shows, and that kind of allows you to control like the experience a little more. So, I think that might have been like mm-hmm. where the Big Sean, where where it wasn't executed correctly because there were just too many tour, just too many variables. You know what I mean? Um, so I think if like a Drake did, you know, like a six city tour run where all their fans from each city kind of picked out the, the track, the set list, that's where you would find it most successful. That's, yeah, that's actually like sick. how like the venues can, because there's going to be like a lot of venues that go out of business. Like if they chose like a venue out of a, like a different city and they partner with the venue and then kind of like if they chart if the venue like sold the tickets and it was like a select few that were out like just like normal but mm-hmm. i mean then you would only have those people like streaming or you know looking at your looking at the show that's probably like that probably could work but yeah that's definitely something i think that uh, would have to be provided by the venue because they would have to like kind of man the cameras they would have to have the internet to stream it they would have to have all of the uh, I guess facilities in order for the artists to be able to do whatever they were trying to do. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure it'd be almost impossible to tour with that. And if you're touring with all that stuff, it might not work in all the venues. So there's another part of it. Mm-hmm. So we might start to see kind of like, um, like maybe more high tech performing venues too. So, uh, and unfortunate, but like as, as some of the venues probably start to close down some other venues, some other, companies will probably come in and take that opportunity to add like a more tech fo- tech tech focused solution so yeah which would be interesting to see at least maybe initially I can see it working in um like Vegas for sure cuz it's there's there's so, yeah, yeah. They're so influenced by tech 
the entertainment out there is at least it's a pretty good hub so it'd be worth the worth the money too because i'm pretty sure it's not going to be cheap no, either. So that's, it's definitely not going to be in like i don't know like gainesville or anything it'll probably be like dc la or new york or vegas type miami. of deal well miami too i can see that miami for sure Oh. But, yeah, man, I think we I think we got a good one in. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too, man. I, I just trying to break the. Want to thank yeah. you guys for this is my first time getting on a podcast, so um, definitely was a great first experience, and it um, inspired me, man, to uh, kind of push, get pushing a little harder with Spark. So I appreciate you guys for the opportunity. Oh yeah, and drop like, drop everywhere where they can find you, and they can find all the information on Spark. Okay, too. it's just um at Spark Plus uh, Spark with a C, and then plus spelled out obviously, and then um the website is www.sparkplus.tech, um and then my personal socials are uh, at KeyGod, so K E E G A W D, um pretty much anything that you have questions about, you can find in any of those spaces for sure for sure yeah man next next time uh keegan might be on a, he might uh maybe we should get him on a on a video chat and get him in his uh his steve jobs uh turtleneck oh yeah <laughs> keelan musk and keegan. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, but yeah man yeah, um man, uh, whenever like pre- uh no, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm definitely uh, open whenever you guys would, would like to have me join. I really appreciate it. For sure, for yeah. sure. No doubt, no doubt. We're gonna punch out. So, Avery, you gonna go ahead and take us out? Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, kick back. Hopefully, get some more episodes in. This is Ace. This is D. And we got Key. We out. <laughs> Later.